Rise and shine. <laughs> it's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Rebound to Harrison Ingram at the free throw line. He'll underhand it to Gado, finds Baycott down the center of the floor for the hammer. Timeout, Tennessee. Top of the key, down the left side of the lane, floated with the right hand up the window, shot won't go. O'Brien with the rebound, out of the pass at Fort KJ. Doesn't have numbers, that's not going to stop him. But the foul line, he circles through, runs into his own teammate, kick out left side, Williams for three. Right between the eyes from downtown. Gets off to KJ, fakes, drives against Lake, step back, three ball is on the way. Right between the eyes from downtown. And KJ continues. To pour it on. To Davis. Didn't catch it cleanly, but it's able to shoot it cleanly right through the net. Wow. Happy Thursday morning. We're back on the morning blitz. 1025 U Rock AM 730 Fox Sports Tri State. Of course, also online into radio.net the Rocking M app. So glad you're with us here on a Thursday. 25 degrees outside. Only a high of 39 today. We are back into the winter temperatures as we get set to cross over into the month of December, our final day of November of the year of our Lord, 2023. But glad you're spending it with us, at least the first hour of it here uh, on the Morning Blitz. Uh, Today, full show ahead. We got the NFL Power 5. We'll have our picks, and we will also uh, be doing a little bit of previewing of a little high school basketball as well today. So uh, once again, a friendly show note, programming note, no show tomorrow. Uh, So we'll be back on Monday following today's show. But unfortunately, no show tomorrow. I will not be in the office. And when I'm not in the office, Christian, (laughs) at this point in time, (laughs) struggles to have a show at this point in time. Someday in the future, he'll be able to do the show by himself. But uh, just right now, he's just a... He's my young Padawan. <laughs> I would be. You just are the Obi Wan to my Kai to my uh, what is it? Kai Wan Jin. There we go. Couldn't think of it for a second there. Qui Gon Jin. Yep. You are Obi Wan. Well, you know what happens to Qui Gon. I don't know if you want to put yourself in that position. Uh, I'm probably closer to that than I am probably the way Obi Wan. Well, you, you could be Skywalker. So do you want to be Skywalker and I'll be Obi Wan? Is that what you'd rather be? Now that I'm thinking about this, I don't know if you want to be that either. <laughs> They're not good positions for, no, for the old man. No, not. Great movies, but uh, yeah, not exactly a great, great comparisons there. But I don't know. Anyway. But I, I do feel good about where the, the Padawan is in both of those. You could have gone Anakin and uh, Ahsoka. I guess so, yes. Have you watched that? I have not watched that. Not all of the The Ahsoka show. Yeah, the Ahsoka show. I have not watched any of the Ahsoka show, but Clone Wars for sure. Clone Wars, okay. And that that's where that reference comes from. from. So. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't know. Uh, anyway, we seem to start off the last, the last two weeks talking about television for some reason. I don't know why. It's great. Uh, that might when we that might become As a we topic. Uh, we'll should. probably stretch into that a little bit more. Uh, anyway, get your thoughts and comments in throughout the morning here on this Thursday. The text line number seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two. Love to hear from you throughout the program. Uh, today, 
Uh, late last night, Colorado State gets a win over Colorado. They remain unbeaten to the Rams, so a nice win for them. Solid outing for Isaiah Stevens. Uh, he had a double-double. I think it was, what, 20, 19, 21 points or 20 points, 11 boards. I think what that was. I'm top of my head, I don't have the box mm-hmm. score pulled up, but he had a solid outing there uh, last night for Colorado State. Uh, Colby Community College women get a nice win. They snap a three-game losing skid. They beat Haskell University JV 75-45 last night. Stella McIntyre, career-high 20 points, seven rebounds as well. Sofia Lopez off the bench to put in 16 points as CCC gets to 4-4 four and four on the season. And then a tougher night for Northwest Tech uh, basketball down at Seward County. Boy, this was a tough one. The Northwest Tech women, who have now lost four straight and six of the last seven, led for three quarters. Uh, and, in fact, were up pretty comfortably through half of this ball game. But it slowly slipped away in the second half. And then when it got in the fourth quarter, were outscored 26-9 to in the fourth quarter and lost 89-73. You would look at that final score of 89-73 that, well, that game really wasn't that close. Wrong. It was Northwest Tech's to win through three quarters. And then it just fell through. It just completely fell apart in the fourth quarter. Seward County caught fire. They couldn't miss, and Northwest Tech loses once again their fourth in a row, and they've now lost six of seven to begin this season. That's a very, very tough start. Uh, for Coach Baker and his error here. And uh, the Maverick men had an early, early lead, like initially led. Seward County got the lead back, never saw them come back and and, and to be able to regain the lead. Liberal kind of got just a little bit like an arm's length. I always like this kind of described as like a stiff arm. They they were just an arm's length away pretty much the entire time. They get within four, here one a three to make it seven. They get within two, here's a two to make it four. They just always seem to kind of keep them away. And uh, 73-68, the final score is Northwest Tech loses their third straight to begin Jayhawk Conference play. They're now 3-5 and five on the season. As, as I've said many times before, I mean, it's, it's interesting to visit with the coaches and get their thoughts and, and opinions on stuff. And you do this, too. You talk with Coach Stanford, and we visit with him before, but it's interesting to visit with the coaches and talk about, you know, the schedule. And, you know, well, you know if, we, if we can do this and we can do that, we can win this game. And, and that's the thing. Most of these games are probably – coin flip games most of them are you doing the little things right enough to put yourself over the top that's the tough part there in these type of juco games and so that's what's hard when you're not when you have guys that just maybe aren't making a play here or there missing a free throw not getting that extra not getting that rebound to prevent that extra that extra possession and what would turn out to be an extra three-point uh basket it's just it's that it's every single night it's that in the jayhawk and I know it, it's it's amazing to hear. Like I just I know visiting with like Coach Bradley, the men's tech coach, before the season, before not before the season began, but before uh, conference league play began, and he was just like, you know, if we do this, this we, we could be in a great spot to win. We we should be able to get these games. <laughs> and then when you get right in down to it, if you just don't do the little things right, you're probably not going to get those wins, especially on the road. And and honestly, you look at the last two games for Northwest Tech, they led against Butler, had a double digit lead, lost it in the end. And then against Seward last night, just could not get over the hump at any point in time late in that game to get steal the win on the road. So, yeah, it's that's that's just every single night in the Jayhawk. It seems like so a quick little splash of college basketball last night. There were some other big games as well. I know Arkansas upset Duke. They rushed the storm the floor. Uh, Tennessee or sorry, North Carolina pounded Tennessee. 
uh, into the floor last night. There were some other big-time ACC-SEC uh, matchups happening last night, which I watched a little bit of. It didn't catch a ton. Yeah, only thing uh, I watched was the, the uh, Trojan basketball game, the, the women's win. Granted, it was a little you know JV game, non-conference, kind of in the middle of the, the Jayhawk season, so I don't know how much stock you put into it. I'm sure it was... It's a get. It's a to, get to right. A yeah, win. a get right game. You know, exactly. you, you've you've struggled. Uh, you've been beaten by 20, 30 points the last couple of games by your your conference opponents, and so to get a little confidence, especially offensively against a lesser foe, will hopefully help you in games to come. That'd be my thought there with Coach Spence. I I absolutely agree, and you did get a ton of minutes. I mean, your the the box score reflects it, but. You saw last night the starters got you know just as much time as basically everyone that came off the bench, uh, which is another good thing. You know, get your role players, your bench, some experience and a little bit of rhythm. Uh, so a nice little win there. Stella uh, McIntyre obviously had a career night. She's by far their best shooter. It'd be nice if she wasn't maybe their only shooter. Uh, they made eight threes and six of them were her, and that's pretty much reflective of the season i think that's something they need to improve on but hey let's be real eight games in and they're at 500 this is you know once again in in comparison to last year yeah yeah exactly this is not not a bad place to be uh and colorado state the big win i don't know if you saw that they rushed their floor they rushed the court (laughs) i didn't uh, see that (laughs) after beating a five and one unranked colorado and they're the ranked team what's up with that that you know it just means so much it's a rivalry you know, and it's an emotional win you know and i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this we got to move on but like colorado basketball has been actually pretty good and by i say colorado because i mean both programs like colorado state has been a pretty solid program you go back whether it was tim miles before he went to nebraska larry eustacy before he had some issues um again and then you know, and and now they have Nico Medved, who's the head coach there now. They've had success. They've had good coaches, and they've been able to build really solid programs there at Colorado State. They've always been a very, very good basketball team. And Colorado, ever since Tad Boyle got there, has been a consistently good coach. I don't want to say he's been great, but he's consistently good. They're always uh, competing in the Pac-12. They're always a very difficult out. So that's kind of a a rivalry game that probably gets overlooked a lot. But that's pretty good. Two pretty good. Two pretty good basketball programs, I would say, over the last handful of years. Absolutely. We talked about K-State yesterday uh, as a team that you kind of look for, and they have those things, those check marks for come tournament time. CSU is another team that kind of hits those marks. The only thing would be rebounding. Granted, they were out Pat Cartier last night, one of their bigs. Uh, So that hurt them on the glass, but it shouldn't have hurt them this much. Uh, they were out-rebounded by 13, and that's kind of been a little bit indicative of this year. But other than that, free throws at a great clip, three-point shooting at a great clip. They do not turn the ball over. Seven turnovers uh, for the whole game is a ridiculous stat. And then they force plenty of turns, force 15. Uh, so this is this is not only a good team, a veteran team, a very good defensive team, but they kind of hit all the check marks for come tournament time. So certainly one to keep your eye on, even if you're not a CSU fan. Very early, very early in the college basketball slate, but we will see more. Uh, before we move on, I wanted to hit real quickly. I saw yesterday that the uh, 2023 
coaches, all Big 12 selections were announced on Wednesday, which I thought was a little bit ridiculous for how many were named um, because they have first team, second team, and honorable mention, which this is it's only going to get worse, folks. With super conferences becoming a thing, making a first team all Big 12, all Big 10, whatever it may be, you better be all American if you're going to be a first teamer because you're going to have you're you're going to have so many you're going to have what 18 teams in in a, in a league. It's going to be hard to be a first team, um, and, and if you're a second teamer, it's going to be really good. You know, honorable mention. K State had 30 total postseason conference honors. Uh, and they and they were behind only behind Texas, who had 34. I mean, that's a, there were a lot of honorable mentions, a lot of a lot of that for for Kansas State. They did have, of course, the uh, second consecutive Big 12 offensive lineman of the year in Cooper Beebe. He was a first team selection. Ben Sinat, the tight end, was a first team selection. Will Howard, Khalid Duke, Austin Moore, and Kobe Savage were all second teamers. And then everybody else was an honorable mention in some form or fashion. So I'm not going to name all the honorable mention people because there's a lot. But that's what that's what K-State had, which I think is honestly probably right where they need to be. I, mean, I don't have any complaints about that. I do have more complaints on the Kansas side of things. Uh, they had... A first, they had three first-team selections. That's more than Kansas State, led by defensive newcomer of the year Austin Booker. Uh, joining him was the Hawk Mamba, Kobe Bryant, the junior cornerback, and offensive lineman. I think it's Dominic Pooney. I think it's how you say his last name. And then all Big 12 second-team honors include senior safety Kenny Logan Jr. and running back Devin Neal. Devin Neal is a second-teamer in the Big 12. What? <laughs> That's my complaint. Uh, that is a first-team guy. Who is better than Devin Neal? Now, I think you will believe me when I say this. You look at social media, and obviously all these accounts, rightfully so, make a big deal, especially out of their first-teamers. But all you know, each player gets a post for honorable mention and second-team and all this stuff. And every single comment is, Neal was snubbed, Devin snubbed, you know, he deserved first-team. There's only one uh, running back I can think stats. that's better. There's only one that's better Ollie than him. Gordon, Ollie Gordon. Right? Yeah. That's it. And he he won, I believe, uh, player. Offensive player of the year. year. Offensive player of the year. Um, Taj Brooks is who they have in there. You compare From? stats. Uh, uh, Texas Tech, I think, right? <laughs> back, yeah. Please. Um, he's, you compare stats. He has, they, they're almost co- exactly comparable because Taj has a couple hundred more Rushing yards, Neil, of course, has a couple hundred more receiving yards. The big differential is Neil has 16 touchdowns on the year, Brooks nine. Uh, it's it's hard not to see this as a snub. I don't know how much. I don't, actually, I don't <laughs> know a your snub. opinion on this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Usually when you say it's a snub, you have to, you know, a lot of people love to say snub, but they can't find someone on the team above them to pick out. I think Tosh Brooks is certainly the odd man out in this situation. How much How much do records have a play in this? Oh. Uh, I would, my gut would say in, I'd like it not to be, right? Right. But you'd, you'd think that they do a little bit. Um which makes Neil's case even stronger. This this it's be- hard to see this him becomes as not a snub. this becomes one of the ultimate topics that I'm sure we will discuss at some point in time in the off season. What comes first, um, 
do you need to have all conference type players to have a really good season or do you need to have a really good season in order to get all conference type of honors yep that's going to be an off-season topic, and that's one that I've always thought about because there were some really good. There's, there, it doesn't matter. There's some really good players in in all sports that play on not very that play on average to not great teams, but they're really really good. But they're not going to get the love and the recognition because they didn't have more wins in the left side of the win loss column than they did the right. That's my opinion. Like I'll I'll, I'll use the team that of course I follow. You know, religiously, Nebraska had two defensive linemen this year: Nat, Nat, Nat Nash Hutmacher couldn't get his last name out, and Ty Robinson. They were phenomenal defensive tackles this year. They were great. Ty Robinson played at an All Big Ten level. They were only honorable mention guys. Now, once again, Nebraska went five and seven, and a majority of the first team was made up of Michigan and Ohio State. Look, I get it; they're top five teams. There is, I believe, there is a tie there. Like there is a connection. If you have more wins on your team and you had more success, you are going to get more benefit of the doubt. That's just, I guess, and and the only way for a guy that's on that team to be in that spot is to just have completely outrageous numbers. I mean, you're just like, that guy had 20 sacks, one shy of the conference record, and had 50 tackles for loss, and their team went, you know, four and whatever. Okay, he could still be a first team. I mean, he was. I mean, they have to be so good that they're just burned into the coaches and media's mind that that guy is a game wrecker, even though the team stunk. He's a game wrecker. Otherwise, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Here's the thing, though: Texas Tech didn't have as good a year as KU did. KU had a better no, year. My, my exact point, yeah, is is that that if anything that helps. Devin Neal's case, again, we're going to punt this conversation for later, but it is indicative of, you see it in the NFL, the NBA, basically every league, uh, there is this debate and a little bit of subjectivity to how much does a team's record and a team's success actually affect things like the MVP in all-conference and all-NBA and that those type of awards, because it seems like it's a moving goalpost sometimes. It's, it's a complete... Um, it's a crapshoot. It is. Uh, you got to be really, really good. I mean, Dylan Gabriel was the quarterback this year, which I could see that, I guess. I, I guess he probably was the best quarterback. Ollie Gordon, no doubt. I mean, Ollie Gordon, to me, no doubt, was running back. I mean, there was no doubt. He needed to be that. Same thing for, like, Cooper Beebe, when you're the offensive lineman of the year. No doubt a first-teamer. Um, but you get in some other spots, and you're just kind of like, you know, and, and that, there's, there's always going to be some of those. There always is. But I, I still am surprised. Create another spot. Create another spot. Put another running yeah. back up there. What does it hurt? The, they do have two running backs and a fullback, which is already, I feel like, you know. Which Ben Sinnott could there. be it the tight be. end in place of Jared exactly. Wiley. So, uh, which Jared Wiley is a good tight end for TCU. Don't let me take that away from him. But I, I don't know. To me, they should just put another spot up there because he should have been a first team selection, Devin Neal. I don't think he'll be back at Kansas next year. Um, I think he'll probably go Man, pro. That would be, but he, but we'll if see. If he comes back, if he comes back in the backfield next to Daniels next year, ooh, I mean that twelve team playoff isn't a far stretch. I don't it go think. it goes back to the point of what this year could have been for Kansas football. That's the hard part. What could have been because they had a ton of pieces in the right spot and it just they couldn't get healthy. 
So anyway, just some thoughts on the Big 12. Uh, We went long on our first segment. I figured we would. We'll take a break, come back. We're going to talk a little high school basketball next, and we'll just push things back in the show. So uh, we will talk a little high school basketball next. Uh, Before we get to break, though, another chance to win from the Kansas Lottery. We talked about it yesterday. We had three winners win some of that sparkling winner cash, instant scratch tickets, uh, text in the word sparkling, uh, to seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two. Got a couple winners to give away today. Seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty. Text in the word sparkling. You could be a winner from the Kansas Lottery. Back with more right after this. 